and welcome back to the Randoish Podcast. It's the Randoish Podcast. I am, of course, your host, Doug. And I'm that Nick guy. And as Nick always says, he invented swag. Popping bottles, putting supermodels in the cab. You know, I have put many a bottle and a supermodel in various different cabs. Right. Yes. You do Uber? You Uber driver? That, that is the cab of the future, Doug. <laughs> you know all too well. All right. Well, welcome back, everybody, to the Randoish podcast, of course, at the Second Start of the Right Studios. Sure. The most random place on earth. So um, random. Yeah. So, uh, well, Nick, we have an exciting day today. Uh, yes, we do. We have the Knights of the Random Table. <laughs> and, um, you know, we've got, this is the, we've asked three guests today to join us. Yes, we do. A, we have a whole amalgamation of people joining us at our table today. Unprecedented. Wow. So, um, it's but I'd be like a to technical welcome nightmare our guests. later. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to welcome our guests. Um, obviously, the very lovely Monique. Um, welcome. Thank you. We have the very dashing Freddie. Hey, you guys know and love Freddie (laughs) and the mystery man, Andrew. How are you, sir? Welcome. Good. Thank you. Thank you. So Andrew was brought in at at Freddie's behest. So if Andrew's not good, we'll know who to blame. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, welcome back. guys. You'll be fine, Andrew. Yeah. So um, we're actually gathered today so we can um, obviously continue our conversation. (laughs) Religious. (laughs) Marriage. (laughs) Marriage is what brings us together today. Um, so that's a movie reference. You ever seen Princess Bride? It's no. wonderful. It's a classic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a I classic. just like that. You yeah, gotta go easy on them, Doug. Marriage. Um, actually, I had a, a couple people used to work for me at Starbucks. Their wedding wasn't that Spaceballs. No, it's Princess Bride. No, sure. No, yeah, and Spaceballs was the guy that was he was he was a very testy priest. And he was like, all right, the short, short version. Yeah. Do you? Do you? Good. Uh, you're married. Kiss her. Uh, yeah. Okay. I always get those two mixed up. And, um, and you know, actually, uh, you know, Robin Hood Men in Tights, also done by Mel Brooks, had mm-hmm. another wedding scene. They're just. Of course. I don't yeah. remember their wedding scene. Oh, yeah. You know what I always remember from that from that movie? Hmm. When the, like, Pope or the whatever he was walks mm-hmm. out, he's very regal. And oh, he's yes. walking. They're like. You know, good morrow, good morrow, good morrow. Hey, I'm back. Hey, I'm back. <laughs> I, I just love like, that scene. Hate that I hate that guy. Yeah, he just ruins his whole vibe. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, we're gathered today to kind of do a part two of a discussion that we yes. had a couple weeks ago. Let's get very serious, ladies Nick, and gentlemen. Nick, what aptly titled it "Ha Penis." Um, so <laughs> we'll try better the next. This we'll try better this time. But the I title. Mean, we won't. Yeah. Well, hopefully he does. Nope. Okay. We'll have happiness part two, apparently, is coming, on, coming down the pike. Well, thankfully, um, there's at least one vagina involved. Right. Yes. That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, we're gathered today to go to discuss that. We're going to discuss happiness, the pursuit of happiness, and all the things that come with it. Um, anyway, everybody good so far? I mean, I we, we usually get into a little bit of small talk, but we'll try to curtail that a little bit since we have so many voices. Everybody good? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Happy. Doug, why don't yeah. you remind us uh, what happened last time on the last episode of Hot Penis? Oh, well, last time we discussed um, the uh, was was happiness and evolution. Was it something that, you know, as you as you grew older, as your responsibilities changed, as your life changed? Does your view of happiness alter or is it really attainable to truly be happy? 
because it feels like it's ever altering. Is it ever a situation where you're always evolving with whatever your life has handed you? Kind of like, does it become that moving right. target? 18-year-old me had no children, had no, you know, so happiness no was chill. probably, <laughs> happiness was far more simplistic to gain. Happiness, what I viewed as happiness was probably far more simplistic. And now as I've become a father, become well, became a husband, became a father, Happiness is harder to achieve because there's more people to incorporate into those ideals of what happiness are. Well, somebody uh, else at the table has recently become a father and mm-hmm. a man yep. uh, who well, has been married. He's been a man for a while, but yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> weird, weird pause there. He recently became a man. Well, you think man, you think man and wife, right, but like, he's recently become a husband and a father and a mm-hmm. homeowner. So, yeah. uh, in the recent days, what has happiness, uh, happiness been defined as for you? Well, I'm happy that uh, finally I made it to be a man. And uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, um, no, definitely like um, being a dad for me was one of my biggest dreams. Is you know when I was younger, it's having a house and having a baby. I'm not saying like having a family, which was one like of the things that I really wanted in life, but it was not a dream for me. A dream was having a baby. After having him and achieving that goal in my life, mm-hmm. it didn't make me like the happiest as a person. It actually made me um, worry most of the time, right. and right. I it it's it's part of my yeah. happiness, but it doesn't make Freddie happy. It makes, it gave, it, it, would you say it um it changed what you thought happiness was going to be? No. There's a quote I like, no man with a family is ever truly free again. Oh, that's for sure. And it's 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 a mental thing. It is. And it's not even as a negative. It's just the freedom that you that you have, the freedom to say if I want to go drive like a maniac down for I4 and get into a five-car pileup and go to jail for a year, if I want to do that, I damn well can. Now, you have to consider people. Life is not free for you any longer. You have, If you truly are any person that's worth, any family person, man or woman, husband or wife, anyone that's worth their salt, understands that you have to consider your family and all things you do. And even things that you don't think impact them, they do. Because in some way, shape, or form, it's going to impact or cultivate the way your child sees you, the way your household is ran, the way your child thinks. Because the thing is, you also have to consider what your child is seeing because you're the example of the household that they're going to, that you're going to probably have themselves one day. So, not to interrupt you, but I've always thought that there's something to be said about no one that is, is a family. So when you had your child, like you said, Freddie, right? Mm-hmm. You were happy, but then, and you always wanted this dream, so you you reached that dream, right? You reached that goal, then all of a sudden, here comes another bucket of fucking worry dumped in your lap, because now you got to worry about taking care of him, providing a good home, providing a good home for your wife, having a good marriage for your wife, so you set a good example for your child. A lot of other things come into play there that you never had to consider. Hell, going to the grocery store is a hell of a lot more complicated for you now. 200% agree, but what made me worry the most is not my part. It's more like the, the fate's part. 
you don't know what's gonna happen. Right. You don't, yeah, of course. I, That's always a part of it. Yeah, my biggest fear has been always watching out for the pe- for my people. Mm-hmm. Something that can happen to them that i won't be able to prevent to stop from happening that's that's my biggest fear in life mm-hmm. because i'm not like the here i'm not the superpower that i can protect everyone no right i can only do my part as a dad as a husband as a mm-hmm. lover as a brother but what else if it's something that bigger than my will i can't do it yeah. and that's my biggest fear when something happens that i have no power in i can't do anything you know and here's the terrible part, the part that I've come to realize and my mother confirmed for, for me, right? Um, I asked her one time because I was worried about my son and I said, does it ever just, do you ever just stop and be like, okay, they're grown, they're good? <laughs> she didn't even let me finish the question before she was <laughs> like, no. Now my mom, I'm 43, my mom's was old. And <laughs> she, <laughs> that's and the she right still, answer. And she still, worries about her son like i'm five and i love her for it and i wish she didn't do that but it's an instinct you will always worry about that that will always be something that you carry that is never going away and that's what i mean about you're never going to be free in the same way again you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. i don't mean that as a negative i don't mean that as a condemnation condemnation for people that have families it's just the reality that's never going that carefree will never be quite the same. You know, go ahead. So, Doc, do you mean that happiness is freedom? Is that what you're trying to say? No. Without having to worry no. about I anything? Think, I think it evolves. I think happiness, there is a time in your life where happiness is freedom. And I even think for people that don't have it, they long for it because they miss aspects of it. But the truth is, you generally, if you think about it, the, when you were free, you weren't that damn happy either. <laughs> <laughs> the truth is. I agree. Well, yeah. well you know. certain, certainly. Uh, I uh, went skydiving the other day and I was quite happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so it, it's, and that's why I said it, it always kind of in the eye of the beholder, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and mm-hmm. you know, what makes me happy or unhappy isn't going to necessarily make anybody else in this room because we're all in fairly different places in our life. Um, I'm 43. I've been married for, will be 20 years in a couple months. Wow. And my son is 15 years old, um, 16 if I allow it. Um, <laughs> you know, but Nick, you're, you know, you're over a little over a decade younger than me, and you're a single guy. I am. You know, oh I think goodness. so. I think so. Um, you know, and you guys, you two guys are young guys. Monique, I don't, I don't think I've ever asked you, probably because I have manners. I never asked you. Well, she's, uh, she's younger but, than uh, I am. She's 29. She, okay, perfect. Yeah. Eternally 29. Oh, I don't mind telling my right. age. I'm quite proud of it. I am 37. Well done. Thank well you. done. Good on Thank you. <laughs> so you're 37, but mm-hmm. you know, you're, you at this moment in life are single and, and you are a homeowner, yes. but you're also, you know, you are a dog mom. Yep. And a homeowner, but mm-hmm. still, but at this what point, not married. It is too. So you're in a different part of your life, Freddie. You're in your what? You're are you thirty yet? Oh, I'm still twenty seven. Right, that's what I'm saying. You're not quite. Yeah. You're twenty seven, but you're married with children. Andrew, yep. how old are you, my friend? I'm um, twenty eight. Twenty eight. Mm-hmm. Married? No. Children? No children. Okay. No. So no you're he's living that freedom life, life like right. me. Right. <laughs> well, I do have a girlfriend, but if oh, well, I'm not, we're I'm not sorry. married yet or anything. So I think, honestly, the question is, uh, what interesting thing, and one of the things that I wanted to discuss with you was, with everyone, mm-hmm. what is your view of happiness? What is your ideal of happiness right now? The happiness in which you're searching for. What does that look like for you all? Nick? Oh, I've already answered in the previous episode. I guess that's, well, yeah. did you? Oh, yeah. 
Well, you, did you answer it in a certain aspect? So whether it was work or whether it was like a home life, like did you have specifications on what you thought was going to be your level of happiness? Oh, yeah. Um, we we kind of were talking about this before, about how uh, you think that there, happiness is a multifaceted kind of gem that you look through at different times and that you have happiness within work life, home life, uh, personal life, love life, everything therein, right? But I, you know, I'm certainly of the uh, opinion that those it is true. There is multifaceted aspects to what can contribute to overall happiness and how they can contribute to each other. So, for me, happiness is certainly being true to self, right, and being fully emotionally, mentally realized. And, you know, just being willing to be open-minded. So there's not a lot of materialistic happiness that goes through my mind that I'm interested in. Um, Can I ask you a question? Sure. What? And I want to get into this later, too, so I don't want to bear down too far on this, but I, there is something to be discussed in regards to, like, a bucket list happiness, right? <laughs> yeah. Mm. Things that you want to accomplish. And can you be happy, truly, if you don't accomplish those things, right? I personally um, believe that, yes, you can. Okay. Well, we'll get to that in a moment. Yeah. What is one thing in your life that you want to have before do or have or experience or whatever achievement that you want before before you go? One thing, if you could have one thing guaranteed to you, what would it be? Um, four billion dollars. Now, now, <laughs> I don't believe it. that because Something you've always achievable. gone about how money doesn't matter to you. That's true. So, what is it? No, it's true. It's just like there's not a lot that I, um materialistically uh would desire in that regard mm -hmm. uh like i've already expressed i'm not super interested in travel i'm not super interested in uh earning a lot of money or achieving uh you know high status in a certain society or anything mm -hmm. like that my goal is simply to be emotionally and mentally realized okay what does that look like for you though you have to understand that I view happiness as sort of a state of being a uh, something that you choose to do day in and day out. Mm -hmm. You know, you choose kindness, you choose happiness. Mm -hmm. For me, it really is just making my life easier to shift into the perspective of viewing it through a lens of happiness. Okay. Mine's just to flex and have fireworks shoot off behind me. Of course. Yes. <laughs> That's my Absolutely. <laughs> Andrew. Yes. Happiness for you right now. What does that look like? Are you happy right now? I am happy. I am okay. happy. And I think a lot of happiness comes from uh, if you're thankful for what you have, if you have also some space in your life to do the things that makes you happy. For example, for me, I like going to play some pool or go to go do fishing or something that mm -hmm. you enjoy. Okay. I feel that you have to uh, give a certain space in your life, in your busy life, to do these things that makes you happy. could be different for every person. Someone likes to paint or travel or whatever they want to do. Right. They should do that instead of chasing money and being in the cycle of life and getting busy doing uh, all the work and not forgetting about being happy. But a, a lot of a big part of happiness is being thankful for what you have right now or what you accomplished this year. I, actually, you bring up a good you bring up a good question. Does happiness or attaining happiness, and I'm asking this to everyone, does it require a level of selfishness to gain your own sense of happiness? Yes. Yes, I feel it does. Absolutely. Yes. And yeah. also, yeah. I think, I mean, 
not right, but the more you grow older, the more that you think money can get you can provide you a lot of these freedom that you can do your things that makes you happy, which is not true. But when you go when you get older, I feel like you you start thinking this way more. Like okay, if I have this money, I'll be able to do these things. Mm-hmm. It's a, more, simply a tool to be able to yes, realize yes. Uh, something that you would like to do or have. Monique, mm-hmm. as you stand, are you happy? What's the thing that you're trying to what what would happiness look like for you or what would be, you know, what would be happy for happiness for you at this point in your life? Finishing that and how has that changed? Huh? <laughs> well, yes. Uh, I think that a lot of it is just having a comfortable home space. Mm-hmm. So I know there's a lot of things that I want to do to my house. And right now it kind of feels a little chaotic because everything is everywhere. And mm-hmm. I know how I want it to look and it doesn't look that way. So it, it makes it uncomfortable in that aspect. So I know once that's done, I'll be good. But in like a work aspect, mm-hmm. I know that I want to do something that brings me peace and has less stress. So that's another thing that I'm looking to do is go back to school, mm-hmm. which is strange. You right. know, it, as a person who's 37, right. having to do that, it's, you know, you're you're in there with these 19 year olds and you're like, right. Oh, okay. Well, so these people have figured it out, but I have it, you right. know, it, and that part sucks to an extent, but it, it's a lot of just kind of figuring out who you are, what makes you happy and then going for that. So I think, you know, changing what I'm doing for work, fixing my house, like little things like that are, are what will bring me happiness. Of course, there's other stuff like, you know, tattoos, skydiving, just right. crazy stuff. And <laughs> I, I think a lot, too, is like having my dad pass recently has made me realize more of a, you know, life is short and you should go out and do something that makes you happy and just go out and live life. So that's another point, too, is just what do I want to do? What's something that I've always wanted to do but haven't had a chance and then go out and find a way to do it. All right, Freddie. I feel like uh, something is very common in the table here is achieving, which I feel personally is the process of the achievement is a big part of the happiness, not what you achieved. It's the road, not the destination. Exactly. So I feel like, okay, I wanted a house. I wanted to have a family. It's more about the achievement that you achieve like oh i achieved something i accomplished it but not like what you what did you get it's not the result because once you get the results it always has the consequences about it you know Mm -hmm. there's always something about it you got a job you got a higher position you got a higher pay oh i made it there but guess what your responsibilities are more responsibilities right you know the same with oh i made a family i bought a house but guess what? You would have to watch for this family. Mm-hmm. You would have to work for this house and make it actually stay forever. Right. You know? Or get right. a bigger house. Right. Or get a bigger. Oh, of course. That's mm-hmm. you know that's what we think. We. Yeah. Not me. I told my wife I am never moving again. <laughs> I will die here. Certainly not in this market. <laughs> They'll yeah. bury you in that house, huh? <laughs> um. But no, I I think that's an interesting point. You know, you're. You're talking about um, enjoying the path that you're on instead of thinking about it. It's because, you know, we talked about this the last episode. Happiness isn't some, like, 
peak that you reach where you're like, I've made it, now I'm happy and eternally happy, because nope. that's just going to evolve. Because now, there, there are certainly a lot of people who believe that that's what happiness is, and to them, that's exactly what it may be. And it's not to discount that frame of thinking, but simply more often than not, it is less about the goal and more about achieving the goal. Yeah, that's why I want to I want to say something actually to everyone that is listening to us, especially your audience, guys. Mm-hmm. Um it's connecting like a like a materialistic something to your happiness and be like, "Okay, I need this to be happy. You don't need anything to be happy. Apparently, you just need yourself. You decide to be happy, nobody else does for you, and nothing actually worth you do not be happy for so it's finding yourself finding who you want to be are you were talking about that nick like and also um andrew was saying about like um being thankful being thankful for what you have will get you there will get you to the point like yeah i don't think that i need to achieve something to be happy it's gonna change my lifestyle. It's gonna do this for me. It's gonna mm-hmm. make me achieve something. And once I work for something and I actually get it, working for it will make me happy. And get it at the end will make me happy. But it's not the thing itself. It's not what I worked for. It's working for it and achieving it makes me happy. You know, a very real life example, actually, because uh, Monique, you were talking about how like a lot of what brings you joy and happiness is having mm-hmm. a a uh, very nice and safe, secure home space, mm-hmm. somewhere where you feel comfortable and joyous place to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've also noticed that you spend a lot of time making the place that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you get a lot of fulfillment and joy and achievement from that process as well, as much as having it in places at the end. No. If I could trust somebody <laughs> else to do it, then I would. But I... I don't, I'm, I'm very particular. Like if something is just slightly askew, that'll drive me crazy. And especially with something as fixed as like tile or something like that. No. Yeah. But I do feel like a, a major aspect, as you were saying, was more along the lines of just being happy with yourself. I feel like a lot of us think that our personal happiness will come out of relationships or other people and we really need to focus on like just being happy by ourselves we don't need to have somebody else there to do that for us kind of finding and knowing yourself a little bit Mm -hmm. (laughs) learn how to live alone because no one lasts forever well no not that's it that's a little uh, pessimistic it's, it's pretty dark. (laughs) not saying that they're never gonna be there (laughs) it's just more of a if you can be happy with yourself, then other people can be happy with you. But if you're depending on them to make you happy, then that's a lot of pressure to put on another person. And then, yeah, it's not going to work. I don't know. I, I, I understand and acknowledge everything you guys are saying. And I think to a large degree, it's ideal. It's idealistic to think of it, the happiness in that regard. Um, but I'll be the one to put himself on the ledge and say a lot of my happiness is tied to a feeling of accomplishment, right? And in doing and in feeling accomplished, a lot of those things will be tied to achievements and things that I'm able to get done, right? So I bought the house and I felt that was an accomplishment. Um, but there's still plenty of other accomplishments that I want to 
have fulfilled or, you know, before I actually feel like, you know, money won't necessarily make me happy. And I'm not going to say that because I understand there's a lot of problems that even if you have money that still is attached to that sort of thing. Would you say it's just one less thing if you had it, though? I do. I do. I think I think I would be I would love to know my mindset where money wasn't an object. I would be interested to know what that would look like and feel like. Well, you know what they say, Doug. Um, Power corrupts. You know, well, I mean, you know, it's possible. And, you know, and it's not something that I haven't entertained to. What would that make me look like as a human being? But for me, a huge thing in my life that I value that I want to do is travel. Mm -hmm. That requires money. Yep. And will I be fulfilled in my life if I don't get to travel the way I want? No, probably not entirely. And am I happy if I'm not fulfilled in all the things that I, if I didn't achieve a good, a lion's share of the things that I wanted to do? Now, can I get over being able to not ever have fireworks shoot off behind me when I flex? Yeah, <laughs> I could probably deal with that. Doug, We've we got filters get, for that. We can get yeah. some bottle rockets. I think I did that <laughs> the 4th of July, so I think it's actually kind of happened before. Um, but in any case, like, it's one of those instances where, yeah, I do think the feeling of accomplishment, the feeling of achievement for me. Now, I may be wired different than you folks. You know what I mean? So I look at it from the perspective. I struggle with self-love. I struggle with feeling comfortable in my own skin. I struggle with not fighting the urge with seeing people and thinking they're doing better than me. Why? Why can't I do better? You know what I mean? Um, I work a job where I largely I speak to largely successful people, and every you know every time their income comes up, I'm thinking, God, does everyone in the world make more money than me? You know what I mean? And so, yeah, I struggle with that for sure. If I'm being very honest about it, that's something that I consider. It plays into my happiness. It plays into my sense of worth, of self, of direction, of a lot of things. And it's not necessarily so. Someone can walk up to me and say, oh, man, you're so cool. No, I want to feel validated in my own skin. And I think unless I'm able to achieve things that I've set for myself as lifelong goals, bucket list, if you will, I'll feel I will never feel the level of happiness that I would like to feel. So you guys do with that what you will. That's where I'm at with it. Um, I don't know if anyone else is in that same way. Or if any of you guys do, and if you you see differently, please say so. But for me, a lot of my happiness is tied to being able to, like, I stress about my son if he goes to school. Will I be able to pay for it? I stress about just day-to-day bills. Oh, I got a pool in my house. That's great. Oh, shit, there's a big leak in the pool. That's going to cost $2,000 to fix. Or there's more. a lot of those things that play into my mind that 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 I feel strip me of some level of happiness because I'm filled, I'm always filled with anxiety and, and angst and worry and stress. And when you fill all of those things, happiness is really hard to come by. So well, no, having a family does not make you unhappy. Trying to make sure you do right by them can make you very anxious and very stressed. And those and play a part into unhappiness. Happiness. Yeah. Well, yeah. there are things that are medically available to help with that. 
touche, sister. <laughs> yes. Now you're speaking my language. <laughs> you know, they, they say that you can buy happiness in a bottle these days. <laughs> well, no, I mean, like, a lot of it, too, is regardless of how much money you have, you're always going to have that level of stress because if you make more money, you're going to have a bigger house, but you're still going to have those same payments that are still going to offset what you're making. Your mm-hmm. wife is going to start getting more comfortable to a certain lifestyle her needs are going to start increasing. And so you're going to have to offset that with your finances. So either way, you're still going to be in the same place. It might look a little better. It's still financially going to be the same stress, though. Mm -hmm. So we've all had the opportunity to grow a little bit from like early days Mm -hmm. uh, where we thought, you know, happiness was one thing to a little bit older in life where we kind of realized that, you know, there, there's always going to be anxiety and stress, like you guys are saying. Uh, do you think you know happiness uh, kind of stems from eliminating those factors in your life, or do you think it's something about like finding a balance? What do you guys think, Andrew? Ready? Well, I think that I'm I'm gonna take from what Doug said about accomplishing uh, things in your life that makes you happy. But I feel that sometimes um, you always. You're not satisfied. You always you're accomplishing things like okay, what's next? What's next? So I'm adding to his point like okay, you're accomplishing tasks that are gonna make you happy in life, but then you're gonna be okay. I'm I'm thankful about this, and let's see what's next. But if you're always looking for another thing to makes you happy, you're never gonna be satisfied. You're gonna keep going, and then at the end, never not you're never gonna be happy, really happy. You're always it's, gonna it's be always you're always gonna be yeah. Okay, I'm gonna get this after you get it. You're like okay, I'm gonna do this and that and. That. You know, and then, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So with that said, Andrew, do you think it's possible even for a human being to say, I'm good. I've had enough experiences in my life and I think I'm I've I'm I'm satisfied with where my life, but where my life has gone. Is that somewhere that you can actually get to? Well, is that is there a difference between satisfaction and happiness? Um, isn't satisfaction kind of the ultimate happiness when you're truly satisfied? Because. To me, to be satisfied is to be at peace, and I feel like the ultimate, the ultimate happiness. It's one of the reasons that keeps you going, too, dog. You're right. Right. You, you want to always look forward to things, other things you need to accomplish in your in life. Well, I agree with that. When you reach a certain age, like you need a reason to get up in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I right. mean, it's not necessarily saying like you don't have a reason, or that if you're not happy, there's no point in getting up. But it's like if you always give yourself a goal or something to do, another level to reach. I mean, not saying that you can never retire, but if you do, it's still good to have something to give mm-hmm. give you a motivation, a purpose in mm-hmm. life. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So Maybe. some people yeah. might say that happiness is to have purpose, mm-hmm. right? It is the jur- the journey, not the destination, as they say. But you were specifically talking about like uh, the anxiety and the struggle. Mm-hmm. that comes with having purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Because there is always an element of struggle, of difficulty that comes with the journey, right? It wouldn't be a journey right. otherwise. And is there a way to find peace and happiness while also struggling and striving? Sorry. I <laughs> Distraction. Little, Squirrel. Look, look, look behind the curtain. Nick has this little, like, inexplicable spray bottle that's unmarked and clear, and I was, was 
mesmerized by it and really wanted to know Do you like a vodka was. spritz? Yeah. You know, <laughs> sometimes you need I that. was like, is that a good glass cleaner? Or <laughs> you Sometimes it's the little things in life. You know? <laughs> that's that's. A- I really, it's funny sometimes that, you know, you're, as you get older, you start to understand things about yourself as a person. And this isn't necessarily related to our present conversation, but I've realized that I use humor as an emotional barrier. No. Mm, so when shit gets too heavy, I do something that make people laugh to kind of like loosen because th- I can't, I don't know why it's like this weird thing. Yeah. So in the middle of this very serious conversation, I decided to go, ADHD. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Shiny liquid. <laughs> Um, I, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people like, you know, Freddie and I certainly we really, really enjoy the journey and the struggle that goes along with us. Whereas mm-hmm. uh, others like Monique and Doug, it seems like you really enjoy uh, the moment and what the moment can bring you, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. not knowing what's happening next. I yeah. Feel that's and you a big dislike thing. the anxiety, it seems, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't mind. I'm not saying that like anxiety is any kind of a motivating factor. It's just more of. Like, yeah, more of being present because you can't change what happened in the past and you can't necessarily control what's going to happen in the future. So it's best to just focus on what you can control. Would you teach your children to do what they want or what you want? Like, do you want them to be a lawyer or doctor or engineer? You have to do this so you can be successful in life. Or would you just let them, or if you want to be a painter, just go ahead, even though you're not making enough money from being a painter? Interestingly enough, Andrew, we actually had this conversation the last time we had this episode, and uh, I said one of the things I was most proud of as a father was I've never set ground or parameters for my son's happiness. I've told him life can be long and life can be hard, so find what makes you happy and, and, and find it. And that to me is... Really, you know, and I've often said to him, I'm not going to be able to live your life for you. I am but a guide on your journey at the early point of your journey. From that point on, you're going to have to find your own happiness and whatever that looks like. So I can't tell you what it is. You're going to have to come on and to do it as your own. Because I was raised by parents because they're old school and things were different. Right. I was raised not to be say, hey, be doctor or lawyer, but, you know, you must go to college. You must have a career. You must, you know. There's life is broken down almost as an equation, you know, you plus school equals money equals Mm -hmm. equals, you know, dreams. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to do that to him. But I also feel like and I fear as I watch him get older, he's rather rudderless. He can be a bit directionless. He's 60, almost 16 and doesn't really know what he wants to do. Um, A large part of that, too, can just be. Like there's there's a decent amount of men that I've known or experienced mm-hmm. throughout my life and their main point was they found a woman who was grounded mm-hmm. and who basically gave them that direction who told right. them all right I see who you are I love you but this is where you're going to go like this is this is what'll work for you right. and so I mean it's not necessarily saying that people need someone to tell them what to do, but there's some people who just do better and would prefer to have somebody say like, what, what should I do? Where should I go in my life? And I I think that that could, it's beneficial for some people. So not everyone, but there are certain people who need that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I can honestly say if it wasn't for Carly, I, you know, I might be a bit rudderless myself. There you go. She was the person that kind of was like, okay, we're going to do she this. She was your anchor. And yeah. 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 Largely. 
So, Freddie, as somebody who's essentially a complete failure, what would you oh, say? Oh my that? God, no! <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Who no, is I'm kidding? I'm kidding. <laughs> He's kidding. Uh, well, you came to uh, you know us originally, and you said I'm going to be an actor. Yes, right. So, what changed? Oh, I didn't the responsibility. Know that. Yeah, yeah. And do you regret that change at all? I don't regret anything in life at all. It's not a. It's not an option. It's not a word in my dictionary at all. Everything happened to me or everything I did or everything I'm doing, I'm just learning from anything. That's why I was saying earlier, and I'm I'm still like going back to your point with um, directing your son. It's not mm-hmm. directing yours. You're helping him find himself. Right. You, you are not going to direct him. You're not going to tell him where to go or what to do. Right. You're just showing him the, the direction to find himself. Mm-hmm. Or like, you can give him advice of what you think it's right, mm-hmm. and then he can choose whatever he wants to do exactly you just ask him questions about his life like okay what do you enjoy about your video game right what's yeah. what's the most thing you enjoy in your video game yeah. what's what's, no. what's your favorite game well you know and i will tell you it, it, it was easier when he was younger it's, uh-huh. as he gets older that's harder it becomes it's a harder, harder co- way to, to communicate yeah of course because yeah. he's not willing to open up in oh, the yeah. same way you know mm-hmm. what i mean so having that conversation there was a time it was like what do you like about this why do you mm-hmm. think this is cool and then he would expound maybe yeah. even too much oh, yeah. at times when he was young they love asking questions um, when like right one, but two, now it's like it's cool it looks cool yeah no but if he actually leave? If, if he actually listens to this deeply and he kind of understand okay for example he likes playing video games and he likes those shooting games mm-hmm. okay what do you what do you like about those shooting right. games he might actually like the weapon itself right he can be that person one day like actually creating that weapon Right. himself you know he can yeah. actually Developing, work for a company like, different yeah. types of guns or he can come doing up something with... for the military exactly. you know i mean there's different always... ways that you can but mold and evolve it yeah, yeah but if it's actually the thing that he's passionate about if mm-hmm. that's the actually because anything that you really want to take for like for a long path you need to actually take it serious so is mm-hmm. that what you want to take serious in life Right. He'll probably be like, no, it's just a game, Dad. Like, right. why are you taking so like? Yeah. Where, where, like <laughs> it's not that, too much yeah, into it's not it, yeah. far for me. But it is about finding what you enjoy out exactly. of that experience and, that's, and that's, kind of like relating it to something that you can find in applicable. Life. Yeah, so and that's how he finds himself. That's when he starts actually finding himself. Yeah. He'll be like, oh, you're right. Like, I do actually enjoy this game. I like that weapon, and I would love to do like actually work in that weapon, like being in a company that you know. But I don't think I I love it that much, you know. Right. I actually go out of my way and make it a career. What do you want to make then as a career? Which which path are you taking then? You know, because you're spending much time on this game or like video gaming in general. Like mm-hmm. you're not spending any time with us. Is that what you want to be? Is you don't want to be a family guy or what? Did well, you want to be like a family guy and spend some time with with you your have to with your take parents? In consideration that he's young or mm-hmm. he's of a course. Certain no, age, I mean, you know? I'm not and, talking and, about dogs. Doc's son in, in particular. I'm talking about a lot of those kids in this generation that they just attach to their social media and their phone and their... Uh, those freaking rascals. <laughs> hey, we're getting that. attached to that too, but, but we're just running from our responsibilities sometimes and because we have to actually get back on our lives and our families and actually work for that because that's how we, you know, keep it together. Yeah, that's how we function. 
Well, I feel so. like as a as a child, you just want something that's going to help you kind of like escape a little bit right. or something. Like last time, you know, when we were younger, we we had like books or things like that mm-hmm. or movies. But yeah. like they, sure, they've got video games, and that's kind of the same thing. Like you get to live in this like false reality that just gives you a chance to have a break from the chaos of everything going on. Whether we've got COVID, having to work from, you know, take classes at home, things like that. You don't get to have that same social interaction with your friends that you used to. So that was their way of maybe trying to bond more, reach Mm -hmm. out to people. It's a little bit different in that aspect. Like we see that differently Mm -hmm. because, you know, we're older and we're all like, oh, I wish I could do that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's also, you know, I mean, Americans are a little bit different when we kind of go about our aspect of like, gearing our children towards the reality of like work and things like that. Other countries, like there are children who are five or six years old who are deciding what field they're going into. And then they just go and take those classes right out from there. Mm -hmm. And that's completely different from how we structure things here. Like we think, okay, you know, at that age, you're way too young to be able to take on that ability of, what am I going to do with my life? Like we allow them to go all the way until they're, you know, even my age, like, I don't even know what I want to be when I grow up. But mm-hmm. at the same time, as, as long as you can make money and take care of yourself and have something like that's good, but it doesn't necessarily have to be your end all be all career too. So, so what I got from you or what I'm also seeing is those kids are just running out of reality and they're just trying to be in the in their comfort zone mm-hmm. and that actually grows when they become an adult and i'm not saying anything i'm not trying to like you know it's everyone's life is different and everyone's opinion is different but that's how you grow up and you run out of your adulthood and start smoking and start drinking just to get out of that responsibility and go to, go to your comfort zone and that's when you feel like oh I'm relieved. I feel like I'm happy right now. I'm like in my comfort zone. It's just because you're escaping out of reality and life. So this is a kind of a um, life comes at you fast and you're worried that kids these days aren't ready for that transition. You're saying that kids aren't looking at Mm -hmm. how they can be happy through their life, like what they can pursue to find that. Instead, they're just focusing too much on the day to day Mm -hmm. and like on the video games, on social media, and they're not thinking at all about like how to pursue a higher or, you know, grander happiness when it comes it, to it. It sounded more like they don't know how to cope with stress. And when they get to that point, they don't know how to cope with the stress because they mm-hmm. haven't learned those skills. Yeah. Yeah. And what they know or what they don't know is by those video games and spending that much time on them, it actually get them from being too happy to depressed. Because they don't have any friends, they don't have any activities, they don't have anything actually physically to be out there, and well, that you, grows you with can, them. You well, Freddie, I agree with like I agree the, with Monique. She, she was saying that technology it's changed so. Like yeah. when we were young, we had books, we had outdoor games. Now there's like the social media and all that. Mm-hmm. And have anybody heard about the the metaverse? Mm-hmm. Now you can actually yeah. buy property in the metaverse. It's, it's the technology is changing so much. So it's 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 kind of different of happiness back in the day and happiness now and the future. It's going to be different. Oh, there's different levels. Yeah. To it. yeah. Well, no, I think yeah, I think obviously happiness for for the younger generations will be will probably look entirely different. What will make your you know your child happy? What makes my child happy? Or are going to be things that we 
I know for me, I, some of it I can't fathom. I'm like, how is this enjoying enjoyment? No, exactly. Like, what, what are you doing? You're watching <laughs> some dude watching something. And you're enjoying uh, this. That's true. Um, that's you know, true. and I, yeah, I, I don't they, get They're more professional all the, all the time. And they're like, how how can you just watch somebody play a video yeah. game? Why don't you just mm-hmm. play the video game? Well, right. well there's aspects to yeah. it. Yeah. You learn you know? things from it and things like that. Mm-hmm. And here, here's the thing. Like, uh, this has happened with us, too. Like, our parents have no idea what the hell we're doing. We talk about mm-hmm. how happiness is like, oh, you don't have to make a ton of money to be happy. You know, a lot of parents, you know, a lot of people who are maybe a little older, certainly I had this conversation with my own parents, you know, a little while back. They had they had no idea what the hell I was talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it took them a lot to kind of like adjust to the idea that I didn't necessarily have to achieve financially in order to find a sense of uh, happiness and contentment in my life. You know, because that's exactly what they grew up with. That's exactly what they were looking for when they were uh, trying to succeed and achieve and find happiness. Well, I think happiness. Look, I was born in the late 70s. Right. So I don't want to speak on people that are born in the 50s and the 60s (laughs) like I was there. I wasn't there. But it seems like when I look and hear about that time, happiness seemed a lot more cookie cutter. Mm -hmm. What Mm -hmm. at least but because people were a lot more repressed about their happiness. So they said these things made them happy, but really a lot of times, how often, I should ask, how often do those things not really make them happy? So right? there's Marketing. a counterpoint to that, actually, I would like to mention, and that's like, depending on the situation you come from, kind of determines what you're willing to look at as success, happiness, contentment, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Right. And for somebody who is coming out of a terrible situation or uh, transitioning to a uh, new difficult situation, uh, they would look at their uh, children or the younger generation and go like, here's some key elements to success. I want you to be a doctor. I want you to be a lawyer. You right. you have these things. You will find success and happiness. That's why we're pushing you to this path because you don't have the option. You know, we didn't have the option. We don't want you to have the option to try and you know find it on your own. We need you to succeed. Right. Right. Whereas I feel particularly privileged where my parents kind of – uh, let me find that path on my own, right? And I'm here, contented and happy because of it. Mm-hmm. But not everybody gets that chance, and it's because right. uh, my parents found that success for themselves, and so I was allowed to pursue that myself, right? And I guess that's kind of the thing. And I wanted to get to this point, um, you know, when we were talking about bucket bucket list happiness, right? Things that you feel like you need to accomplish, and things that you feel like you need to achieve. Do you guys feel that level of I have to I have to have I have to attain this these these I have to accomplish these things before I die or I will really be disappointed with how things turned out or I feel like there at the very least there will be a hole in a part of me that I didn't really get to accomplish these things. You guys want to have a little yes or no like you know, is there mm-hmm. any tangible thing you would like to achieve in order to be happy? Doug, yeah. Yes or no. Yes. Andrew? To a certain yes. No. Oh, yes. No. Okay. See how different that is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. But it's different to an aspect. Like, at one point in time, I would have said no. But recently, you know, obviously, as I said, my dad passed. I've started realizing, like, with life being short, having that bucket list, is is good because it gives you a chance to sit there and 
have things that you want to attain. But at the same time, once you're able to to go through and achieve these things that you might not have thought were possible or something, I don't know. Like my dad wanted to get his pilot's license and he never got the chance to. Like he took so many hours, like half of it or something, but never actually finished. Same. So now I've decided like, I'm single. Right. There's no reason for me not to do it. I oh, love that kind yeah. of stuff. So I'm oh. I've now decided I'm going to make it my bucket list or my goal to go out and get like a private pilot's license yeah. because Hell yeah. That's very cool. That yeah, I mean it just seems like it would be something awesome, but it would also bring me happiness and not necessarily closure, but just like a connection with my dad that I didn't have before. Yeah, I, well, and I think that's an interesting thing that you've mentioned and my father, I've lost my father. I, we've talked about that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I wonder if there's a, you know, because there's a, there's a line, I forget it, and, and I don't remember exactly how it was, but it was something to the effect of there, everyone comes to that point in life when God stops giving you things and starts taking them away. Yeah. Um, and I wonder, because you've officially stepped through that threshold, sadly. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I've stepped through that, that threshold where, yeah, God took something away from me. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? My dad is gone now. And that was something that was, that was a person that was important to me, um, that relationship I valued. So when you start having things start being taken from you, right. Mm -hmm. Does that change or how much does that change your mindset? How much does it change your, your sense of urgency to get things done? Like you, Monique, Mm -hmm. my dad never went to Europe. He always wanted to go to Europe. Yeah. He wanted to travel. He wanted to do that. He didn't. Um, it's become a mission of mine. Yeah. Right. You know, and so, yeah, if I don't reach that mark, if I mm-hmm. never get across the pond, I'll be super bummed. I'll be super bummed because I feel like that was an element that I failed, you know, and I certainly think I wonder, I should say, because I, I don't know, but I wonder people that have experienced loss as it heightened the sense of I need to get things going in life. I need yeah. to have these. I need to get these portions of my life so I feel peace. Go ahead, Freddie. That just proves my uh, my point about when when I said uh, try to live on your own, try to live by yourself because no one lasts forever. And try not to connect your happiness, your inner happiness by something or someone, by like a human being or a material because, like I said, nothing lasts forever. Nothing is just going to stay here just waiting for you to make you happy all day long. And hey, yeah, because I achieved it, it's mine. I'll, not- I'll make you happy, Freddie. <laughs> they know. <laughs> um, so that's that's just my my point. Like, <clears throat> so you're saying that we should connect with God, right? Everyone or, or has hi- or higher power. Yeah, that's, everyone that's has a higher power. I mean, we're not, you know, I'm not gonna say God or anyone because you know we got different beliefs now. Listening to us, uh, whichever your higher power is, the universe, God your religion, whatever, if it's you, um, don't just connect being happy by something that you're going to achieve or something that you have right now and you're thinking of buying something else that's going to make you happier or a person that you really love, your mom, your dad, your your spouse, your son. Nothing is just guaranteed to stay. Just right next to you, waiting for you, you know, be like, oh, you're satisfied. Should I go now? What if you're happy by yourself? If you're happy. That's how you're supposed to be. 
<laughs> that's good. Well, yeah, you're, that's yeah, well, very well if you're happy yeah. by yourself, that's fine. Nobody needs yourself, to tell you anything different. Do you need to search for anything else? I think I uh I once um somebody was being very emotional with me, which I'm not very good at. Right. Um but they were really distraught. You know, mm-hmm. we had spent some time apart and they were really distraught that I was quote unquote okay. Right. Okay. And then I learned. You were more broken up over yeah, the Yeah, I had learned to right. survive and mm-hmm. I learned to find mm-hmm. contentment and happiness on my mm-hmm. own. Mm-hmm. And um, this delighted me, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and they were very uh, upset right. by the fact that um, they had not achieved that and that they felt that they needed me in their life mm-hmm. uh, to some respect. And I, you know. At some point, this is a fairly toxic relationship where uh, they threw it back in my face like, oh, you're fine being on your own, whatever. Right, right. And I was like, listen, I, you know, I I am, I don't need to be here. Right. But I I choose to be be here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and I personally feel that that is um, more powerful. So it's taking the need word out of the statement and make it a want. Yes. Mm -hmm. I want to be here. I don't need to be here. But I, I chose to be. Here. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. And with that, uh, you have some random facts for us today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I, I um, this was a good conversation. Um, so it's just one of those instances. And I will say, wrapped up. I, I would find it interesting, and I do find it interesting. The idea of, um, the person, you know, because I think you know when I listen to you, Freddie. Your vision of happiness and what you think it takes to require to get there is probably a little diametrically opposed from mine. But I also think you're wired mentally differently than me. I think you are far more at peace. At least you've always come off that way to me as I've known you. You're far more at peace in your own skin than I probably have ever been, especially at your age. You know what I mean? Now, as I've gotten older, I've gotten better with that. You know what I mean? And being, being more accepting of who I am. Um, but I also feel like having a sense of self and being comfortable with your own skin certainly helps you with your level of happiness, because if you're comfortable, then it's easier to achieve that. If you're not, which for large portions of my life, I've not been, it's, it's, it's just another thing that you're trying to overcome in the pursuit of that happiness. Does that make sense? Oh no, I get it because I'm actually right now my portion of my life. I'm not that person that I'm talking off about. Right. Like, I'm still not comfortable in my own, you know, my own skin at this time. Right. Maybe I was a year ago or two right. years ago. <laughs> not right. after marriage. Not right. after having that family that changed. I worked really hard for, you know. Yeah. Not after the baby that I just had, you know. I just wanted to put a bow on it. It's just something that's just kind of as a takeaway. All right, so you know what time it is, Nick. Wait, what time is it, Doug? It's time for the rando, or as Nick likes to call them, fun facts. Facts. Doug's fun facts. All right. Welcome to the fun facts, everyone. The random facts. We'll start off, obviously, with a bonus, because Nick hates it. 
Um, fucking love the bonus. Yeah. Gotta and have a bonus. I don't know why you, you get such a thing. You're such a curmudgeon. You turn into fucking Walter Mathow because I have a bonus fun fact. Well, you're always um, like, oh, five facts. And no, it's well, like, oh, the five six. random facts. And then it's, there's a bonus. It's, it's not a big deal. It's just like a little bit like, oh, hey, a little fuck you. You know, he just likes Maybe. to have a reason to complain. Yeah. He's Walter <laughs> Mathow. He's yeah. Walter Mathow, a 30 year old body. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> did you know, Nick? Bonus. The eye of an ostrich is bigger than its brain. Really? Yes. Its eyes are around are, are around the size of a billiard ball. Okay? One eye one eye actually, one eye is also smaller than the other. Perhaps this is why they tend to run in circles. <laughs> I didn't know. A little that. bonus, yes. Okay. <laughs> um number five. Did you know, Nick? panel <laughs> x-rays can't detect real diamonds really the reason for this is because the x-ray cannot penetrate or identify the materials in the diamond so you can actually smuggle all kinds of real diamonds through the x-ray machine and they'll never catch you oh, at that's the airport exciting. i'd love to try that and see what happens how so would you I, smuggle i'm them gonna in. go have a cavity search well Thanks, i would just Doug. put it in my bag <laughs> Why did, when did that happen? Was, did we say anything about cavity search? I just throw them in my Don't bag me. and be done with it. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, Marnie. All right. All right. Uh, Number four. Did you know, Nick? Tiramisu translate to take me to heaven in Italian. This implies that this dish is so good that it would take you to heaven. I mean, have you had a good this tiramisu? Italian dessert? Was well loved all over the world and can have and has several alternative twists that you create. Can I give you a hot take? Tiramisu, kind of overrated. No, yeah, a little bit. Tiramisu is really good if it's done right. Yeah, I've had it really made like in the perfect way, and that's when I liked it very much. Like, oh my. It's like the best dessert. It could certainly be doing on incorrect. I mean, more of a I've cannoli. I've had some that have been like awful. I when like it, cannolis yeah. myself. When it's made incorrectly, it's, I can't even have one more than one bite. After the one bite, I'm like, oh, no, I can't. It's too mm. much cream in cannolis. Like if it's not soaked properly, like having dry. Yeah, it's gross. Number three. Did you know, Nick? Buttermilk. That's such a cool, I love that word, buttermilk. It just makes me hungry to hear it. I think of biscuits <laughs> and pancakes when I hear the word buttermilk. No one else? Sour no? milk. You think sour milk? Yeah. Okay. I, I definitely think of the uh, the box of like biscuits or pancakes yeah. that we used to have in the pantry growing up. All right. So did you know, Nick, buttermilk does not contain any butter? <laughs> no. <laughs> the oh. butter in its name refers to the origins of the drink. Now, that's a confusing random fact that you probably didn't know. Right? Yeah. You didn't know that? I did Did you not. know that? Did you know butter was no butter in the buttermilk? No. Well, I mean, I know milk well, and butter come from essentially the same source. milk enough, you make butter. So, technically, it's there. Uh, There's well, it's fat kind of in like it. Sugar-free gum, and the first ingredient you see is sugar. <laughs> <laughs> Number two. Brunch was invented as a way of curing hangovers. You know, that I fucking believe. Yeah. This meal would be enjoyed as late breakfast that leans on how more towards fatty foods. 
This came from the belief that alcohol causes cravings for greasy food to increase. No, that makes sense. So brunch in and of itself is for people that were hungover. You know, I tell people Mm. all the time that my biggest hangover cure is simply eating a nice greasy burger. And people Mm. don't believe me. No, I could go both ways with that. There's been times where it's been, you're right, it's hit the spot, it's perfect, and there's other times where it bleh, comes right yeah, back. Not up. at like <laughs> 10 a.m. in the morning. No. That's a bit early for a burger. Yeah. I had a bad ex- I had a, for case in point. I had oh, a really? bad experience with a Hardee's burger one time. Oh, no. Aww. I thought I was like, I just, I just need to get a burger in my stomach and I'm good, baby. Nah, Man, dude. I was on my front my, my friend's front porch yakking that thing up so damn fast. I <laughs> but was that wasn't on that. the burger because Hardee's has wonderful burgers. <laughs> Let's not sure. bash no, them. We don't want them coming after That was why you. we went there. Yeah, because we love their burgers. Yes. It wasn't Hardy's fault. It was no. all the, the alcohol. Alabama slammers. I had I a drink. completely opposite experience one time. I was working at Universal in my mm-hmm. early twenties, mm-hmm. and that's when I was really partying back yeah. then. Yeah, and we had just come off of like a two day bender, mm-hmm. and I was working. It was halfway through my shift on lunch, mm-hmm. and I, I just I could barely stand. Right. Doug. Yeah, and I got myself a burger, and I didn't want to eat it. They were just like, eat something, please. And I ate it, and within 10 minutes, it was like I didn't have a hangover at all. I was wow. a brand new man. Brand new man. Yeah. Now, coffee can do that. Espresso shots can do that for me some. Um, number one, this one I found fascinating. Did you know, Nick, Hitler's nephew betrayed him? William Hitler attempted to blackmail his uncle with threats regarding his paternal grandfather was a Jewish merchant. After this failed, he fled Germany and wrote an article in for Look magazine titled Why I Hate My Uncle. <laughs> it was after that that William joined the U.S. Navy. Oh. So when you actually look in the annals, old Billy Hitler's name's in there. How interesting. Very interesting. Mm. Did you know that? I did not. I mean, I get that. There's plenty of people out there that aren't fond of their relatives. I mean, specifically in that point, I totally get it. But, yeah. Um, So those... Or the rando facts. You know, speaking of Hitler and world wars, I've got an extra one for you. Sure. Did you know, Mm -hmm. Doug, Mm -hmm. Andrew, Freddie, buddy? Is that a bonus one? It is a bonus (laughs) one. It's a bonus bonus. I'm glad you guys caught on to that. (laughs) You guys missed the last one you gave us. It was a real humdinger. That during the First World War, the King of Britain, Mm -hmm. the King of Russia, Mm -hmm. and the King of Germany Mm -hmm. were all blood-related. Oh, oh really? okay. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. They were cousins. Wow. A so, lot of cousins married back then because yes. they wanted to keep it all within the, the family. Yeah, so that's yeah. that's very common back very then. Very Targaryen so, of yeah. them. Yes. Uh, the, yeah. The three of them yes. were all descendant of Queen Victoria. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. She got around. Really? Yes, she did. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, anyway, that was a random fact. Thank you for that. I thought you were going to give them the dolphin random fact from before. <laughs> I don't oh, think they can Lord. handle yeah, the dolphin man. random yeah. fact. So um that doesn't sound good. No. <laughs> I think I think he did mention it when we were outside last time. But anyway, mm-hmm. um folks, thank you once again. Monique, yes. Delight, Freddie, Andrew, thank, thank you. you guys for joining us. Pleasure. Um, you know, you could have guys could have been anywhere in the world. You could be here with us. We appreciate that. Um please take please follow us on the Randoish podcast at Randoish uh on Instagram and Twitter. Nick, I would be remiss to say if I didn't thank you and your lovely family for the sweet T-shirt and sweet randomish mug. Um, <laughs> yes. That is super awesome. I'm super excited. Also, a little side shout 
to my nephew. He graduated college, summa cum laude. Hell yeah. Congratulations, Julius. Well done, sir. He hey. actually got an intern recently. Uh, internship with a fairly large streaming platform. Oh, good stuff. Um, and uh, so, yeah, we're all uber proud of him. So congratulations, Julius. Well done, sir. Um, Nick, anything else you want to add? No, I just wanted to say, uh, tell your mom I said hi. I mean, you can tell her I said hi, too. Right. Hey. It comes off a lot more innocent the way you say it. Monique, I know. Than Nick when I Nick know. Freddie, you got to sign off? Picture me rolling? Anything like that? <laughs> I mean, uh Thank you for having me for having me for the third time. Right. Now. Yeah, I, I hope that, you know everything goes well. Andrew, thank you everyone. Thank you All for right. having us. Thank and uh, stay random, my friends. <laughs>